here at the church, all right? Uh, If you will, grab a Bible. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter two. If you don't have a Bible, there's one close to the, uh, under the chair in front of you. We want everybody to have a Bible just so you can see the word for yourself so you're not going, well, the preacher man said it, but we want you to be able to investigate, see uh, the truth of God's word. And so grab that Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter two. 2 Corinthians chapter two, uh, and I'll give you the address here in a minute. I'm gonna pray for us. Uh, and we're just going to ask God to be with us in just the, over these few minutes um, of preaching and, and declaring God's truth, and then, um, and then we'll spend some time just finishing worshiping Jesus. So let's pray. God, come. Come here. Maybe the most powerful promise that you've ever made, uh, the most powerful declaration you have ever authored from the beginning of time was that you were gonna come and be among your people. And just truthfully, I think in America so often, our conception of you is that you are a long ways off, that you're distant, that you're cold, that you're unfeeling, that you're uninterested. And yet your word is screaming the opposite. You've come to invade, to take up ownership, to speak and give life, to declare truth and show us what you're really like. That's why you sent your son to show us what you're really like. So I pray that our minds would be opened to that. Pray that our hearts would be ready to just receive what you want to say to us. And even as I'm praying this, you might just even pray with me that God would just speak to you, to your heart, to your mind. He has things that he wants to say and share with you. He has places he wants to invite you. So God, would you do that now? We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, one of the ever-growing realities of 2019 or maybe just the 21st century in general is the idea of building your brand. You heard that phrase? How many of you have heard the phrase building your brand? Building your brand, okay. That's like a thing. That wasn't a thing in the 80s. There were brands, no doubt. But the idea of actually personally building your brand is becoming more and more uh, an actual ever-growing thought uh, in, your, uh, in, our, in, in your lives. Sorry, I just saw that, the, the TV pop-up. Uh, it's, a, it's a more, it's on and on as we go. The idea of building your personal brand uh, becomes a thing, and we start to think about it, uh, communicate an idea or whatever it is. There's this idea of building a brand, and so we no longer think of it necessarily in terms of like, Uh, commercials and uh, TV spots and those kind of things. But now we start to think about it in terms of number of of users, right? Or number of likes or number of friends, right? Now, I will not make you vote on this. I won't make you say, but how many of you, uh, don't say, again, I'm just asking generally. You don't have to raise your hand because I'm not here to expose you. All right, but how many of you have ever uh, put out a, a social media post 
and then you've checked back several times to see how many likes you've gotten on that post, right? <laughs> uh, you're either really quiet or snickering, and you know what I'm talking about, right? So this is actually, uh, in the social media age, actually, the, the primary thought we have is how many people are watching me? How many people are listening to my voice? How many people are engaging with the thoughts that I am sharing with the known world? So this idea of building this brand and building up who we are is absolutely a part of our almost our everyday life. And in many ways, uh, we all have that tendency inside of us to seek for some version or measure of fame. Maybe it's as a writer or maybe it's as a communicator or we, we want our words to mean something. And I'd say even on a broader context, we desire to have a, a widespread impact in the lives of people. This is what we all really want. Maybe yours is, maybe you work for a company that has goods or services that you're trying to offer to the world, but every one of us on a regular basis is thinking about the idea of what influence we're having in people's lives. And so we set our sights to kind of make a dent in this world. We set our minds on what way am I actually making an impact? And I don't think any of that is actually Wrong. I don't know that, that that sentiment, that desire is wrong. I think the only problem is this, is that all of that desire is massively limited in scope, completely and utterly uh, capped, meaning this. Every one of us knows of people who have built their brand, and it doesn't mean anything to them in the end. We can think of names popular, loud, iconic, world-changing names that it doesn't actually fulfill the desire of their heart. You can use names like Marilyn Monroe, right? Iconic. Or Elvis Presley. Those are super old names, right? But those are names that were iconic in their moment. Or Michael Jackson. We can think about these names that were huge and big, built a brand beyond any kind of imagination, anything we could possibly imagine, but we know their stories ending in brokenness, lives lost to drug overdose, because why? There was something that they built their names larger than life, and it wasn't enough. Just this last year, one of the great comedians of all time, Robin Williams, one of the great comedians of her time. I mean, how many of you have laughed at one of Robin Williams' movies or stand-up routines? Or what? I just, he was an icon. It's set to do a new TV show that didn't work out and find that he took his own life this past year. Name as big as could be, brand as large and as massive as could be, and yet there's a hole. In fact, the idea of mental health, right? A, 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 a phrase or a concept or an idea that is always on the increase, certainly on the increase in our day and age, our culture, talking about the idea of mental health. What does it ultimately come down to? Do I know and do I feel 
life and peace with my place in this world? Do I feel broken and sad because I'm not meaning something to the world or I don't have a voice or I don't feel loved or accepted or treasured or cherished? These are the concepts that are going on as we wrestle through these things. You build all the brand in the world. You build your empire, but there's something going, listen, and this is true of every one, there's every person, there's something going on inside of us. And Elvis felt this weight, and Marilyn Monroe felt this weight, and Robin Williams felt that weight, and we all feel this weight, and this is what it is. We are not enough. You can have all the dollars and all the fame and all the health, but it's not enough. Our name, our impact, our work, our success, our victories, they're just not enough to make the whole inside of us go away. There isn't enough success that can be attained in this life to make that chasm, that vacuum inside of us, that need for validation, that thing that's in the human soul. There's not enough likes. There's not enough follows to make us feel like we've finally arrived. It's a vacuum. We have this massive vacuum inside of us. We can't make it go away. We cannot make our names big enough to feel alive inside. There is no reach there's no scope of influence. And we could be candid here. Pastors and leaders within the church who have had massive names come crashing to the ground in moral failure and brokenness. You can have as big a ministry as you could possibly imagine. It doesn't fill the hole. We all feel the weight of this truth. And... Can, can I be morbid for a second? Of course I can. I mean, I, like, you can stop me, but I'm just going to be that way anyway. <laughs> Every one of us at some point in time is going to lay in a grave. You will not be breathing. You will not have words to say. You will not have ideas to share anymore. And people are going to come. In fact, if you hang around at this church long enough, it's entirely possible I'll stand on this stage and talk about your life. We'll come to the funeral, and here's the overarching idea of what takes place at a funeral. What impact did this person have in my life? It's the idea, the entire idea of coming together at the end of someone's life is to ask that question. Those are the things that are gonna be spoken of. Those are the things that are gonna be talked about. What impact did we have in people's lives? And so here's where this thing collides. That thing that you and I have to make a difference, to be heard, to quote unquote, to build the brand to have a voice. Listen, that thing was designed by God in you. It was designed by the creator. We were 
designed for impact. Let me hear that again. We were designed for impact. Every single one of us designed to change and to shift and to mold and to shape. We were all meant to do that. But hear this, not for our name. It's not our name. Build and shape and change. But if it's for our name, we will always come away empty. Always seeking more. Always wishing there was another level. But there is one name that is going to outlast every other name. There's one name where people can find life and wholeness, and healing, and joy, and peace, and power. There's one name, one name. It is the name of Jesus. You were meant to influence. You were meant to go into a room and change the atmosphere. You were meant to bring life to your home, your spouse, your children. You were meant to voice ideas to be heard, but it was never, ever, ever going to be about you. It was always, always, always meant to be about him. It was always meant to be. And this is what God wants us to begin to understand as we're going through this series called Focused, and we're thinking about how we can experience maximum life in 2019. We ask the question, what do we have to have our eyes focused on? What do we have to have our gaze set on? And I'm here to tell you, you were made to have an impact in the lives of people, but it was for one name, the name above every name, Jesus. Love the scripture in Isaiah chapter 26, verse eight. Yes, Lord, walking in, the, in your ways, We wait for you, your name and your renown are the desire of our hearts. Yes, Lord, walking in your ways, we wait for you because it's your name and it's your renown that are the desire of our hearts. It's your name that changes. It's your name that moves. It's your name that is above, that calls people up and out of darkness into light and out of brokenness into wholeness and out of death into breathing, real, living life. If that's what you want, if you want freedom in 2019, if you want for this year to be full of maximum joy, life, energy, focus, if you wanna breathe feel real weight to who you are and what you're doing. Building influence and brand. You want, in your brand, you want to do it for another name. You want to build it around another name. And this is what gives our lives freedom. Let me hear this. When our name falls short. Let me tell you, there is, I can't even imagine the weight of those who have large names in culture trying to just keep up the image of themselves. It's actually probably, it's halfway a joke, right? Some of the reality TV shows, there's some people that actually have TV shows just because of what they do on Instagram. 
which is just amazing in, in our today's day and age. Meaning just you act like a crazy person and then we give you a TV show. This is just, this is what we've come to. And that's fine. But let me tell you, I can't even imagine the weight of trying to uphold our own name because we just fall short. At some point in time, I fail. I fail. I fail my wife. I fail my children. I fail this church. So we feel the weight of what it means to try to build our own name. And there's a point where we begin to find freedom when we focus on building a name of someone who can actually bear the weight of it. There's a name worth building that brings life and freedom to us and his name can bear it. He can bear the weight of it in every way because he never fails. Because he's never corrupt. Because he's never underhanded. He doesn't ever gossip. He doesn't ever tell lies. He doesn't ever turn his back or get offended. He doesn't ever thumb his nose at us. He doesn't ever seek to get revenge for when we would have been unfaithful to him. It's his name that's worth being built. It's his name that's worth being magnified. It's his name that's worth being lived for. We were meant and designed for impact. It just wasn't ever for ourselves. It was always for him. I want you to look in 2 Corinthians chapter two. Uh, you will start in verse 14. Paul is writing to the Corinthians. I'm just gonna read this. I'm gonna try to set it up for you so you understand the context here. Paul says, thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. This is a picture of a parade. And through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one a fragrance from death to death and to the other, to the other a fragrance from life to life. Now, just before we break down this text, here, just what I want you to understand uh, the reason Paul is writing 2 Corinthians is because the Corinthian church is just an abject mess. It, 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 in fact, he wrote four letters. We only have two of them that are actually recorded. He writes four letters to this church. And the reason that he's having to write letters to this church is because they can't see upside down from right side up. They're a mess. And what hap- what's happened to the church is, right, they, Paul came in, he got the church off its feet, he gave them truth and life, and then what happened? A whole mess of people came in and started slandering Paul and saying he wasn't real and he wasn't authentic, and there were people coming in to raise up their own name, and they're destroying the churches. So the churches, crossways, they don't know right from wrong, they don't know truth from lies, and they're, and they're struggling, right? We often think about, you know, if you uh, grew up in church, we think about how beautiful the first century church. The first century church was beautiful for about four seconds. 
and then it was just a mess right after that, okay? We look around the room, we go, yeah, this, this church continent might be messy too, right? That you don't have any idea how much of a mess the first, in fact, the fact that we're here having the truth of God's word and scripture is a testament to the greatness of God because the church was broken. And Paul was writing this, and in fact, all of 2 Corinthians is a letter written to basically validate his ministry and saying, listen, what I'm telling you is the truth and it's verifiable. So life's not going well for Paul's brand or name, for, for Paul's voice and his influence, it's not going well. And it's in the middle of him having to deal with lies and all these people who are uh, spreading deceit within the church. It's in this context, that this is what he says. He goes, but thanks. It, in, in the middle of all this, all these lies and all this brokenness, here's what he says. But I want you to know, thanks be to God for this because God is always leading us in triumph. Meaning, listen, my ministry might not be looking like it's very great right now. And it looks like it's failing in many ways. But thanks be to God, because God's purpose never fails. He's always leading in triumph. And the picture he actually gives us is of a parade this is triumphal procession. What he's actually hearkening to are Roman parades. And here's what this would, the Caesar would stand up, <clears throat> the general would stand in front, and the entire army would march through the city. And it was this massive uh, celebration. And what they did was this, as the, tri- as the parade was going on, they would light incense so that for a mile away, you could smell, there was a smell to victory. You can actually have it, sense it, taste it in the air. And so he's hearkening this picture, says, but listen, the, 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 my influence may not seem like it's having great impact or success, but thanks be to this. Thanks be to God because he always leads me in triumphal procession. He's always going for me. Here's what he says. Look. who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, meaning Jesus is at the one, he's at the front, he's leading out. It says, and so for we are the aroma of Christ to God. So here's what he's saying. We are the incense, we're the smell. You and I, listen to this. You and I are forever meant to be the fragrance of God wherever we go. Now, I'm not a big time poet. In fact, I'm not a poet at all. I'm not even sure why I said I'm not a poet. I've never espoused to be a poet. I don't write poetry. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a songwriter. Any, how many of you have ever written a song before? I'm not, it doesn't have to be good. Just, write, just raise your hand. Right? Just have, you've written a song. Okay, good. So some of you have the ability to do some literary things. It's great. I'm not, it's not me. So Let me tell you what is Brilliant poetry here, where Jesus, by his spirit, looks at you, and if you are in Christ, meaning if you have received and you follow and you walk with Jesus and give him your life, here's what he's going to say. Jesus is leading you. You are on parade, and you are fragrance of God to the world. It's who you are. It's who you were meant to be. 
You are anything less. Let me tell you, you are not just a school teacher. You're not just a wellness instructor. You're not just a painter, insurance salesman, or a printer, IT fixer-upper person. Sorry, we had a bunch of printing issues at the church this week, so we're just, just feeling the weight. Listen, listen, you are more than that. You are the aroma of God to the world. That's what you are. It's who you are. It's what he's calling you up into. He's giving you that picture. Jesus is ready to move forward. You might be going, Jesus, I don't feel like I'm ready to move forward. I think the whole of this letter is Paul going, this is exhausting trying to make an, in, make an impact in the lives of people. This is so difficult trying to have a, a, a voice among the culture in front of me, and I don't feel like it's going really well. And what he says is he pushes the pause button, and he just says, but thanks be to God, because he in Christ, he's always leading us, and we are the aroma of God to the And here's the beauty is that what he's saying is you have a chance to be the fragrance of life to the people around you. For people to actually come and to a knowledge of the goodness, the greatness, the kindness, the mercy of God. This is what we get to be. This is the brand we get to build. This is the influence we get to have. Listen to me. There is nothing more powerful in all of life than being used to shift eternity for someone else. There's nothing. I'm telling you, listen to me. There's nothing. Our names were never meant to be built. And any, if you will, I just want you to hear this. Any recognition of your name or your business, any value or favor that you've experienced in your workplace or business or the brand, quote unquote, that you might be building, hear this, all of it was meant for us to be able to be the aroma of God everywhere around us, for people to get a sense of who God is, what he's like. Man, uh, in many ways, it feels like, man, I don't, I can't do that. That is, a, that is a major trust that God has put in us. And we open our hands and go, I don't know that I can do that. And the answer is, you can't. I can't. We can't. But God can. God can and wants to and desires to. It's what he's doing. He draws us to that picture. We are there. Now, I know you know the importance of aroma, right? Right? It, it's like you, you know when you smell something, good or bad, what it does to you, okay? How many of you wake up in the morning and you shove your face into the coffee bag, right? You know like, oh, Lord, just feel that, right? You know it, that's you, okay? Just, I'm, all right, I can live <laughs> because Christ has given us coffee, right? I just, you feel that, Okay. All right, and then uh, some of you, um, who are my high sense of smell people? 
Like you're, you've said that before, like I, I you smell, yeah, high sense of smell, right? So you can't even walk into it. If there's even something, you're just like walking through, you know, and then you're in the bedroom and all of a sudden there's like, you're, there's, you're like, you get it, there's something off. And then now, now you're hunting it down. Where is that dirty sock? I smell the one dirty sock. It's out there, right? You know you, okay? So aroma is powerful. It's actually, it's meant to conjure up, pull up things inside. I, in fact, I remember that the, the Megan's, it's my wife, her perfume when we first started dating. I don't even know what the name of it is. Yeah, that's right. Wow. All right. All right. Get excited. All right. That, sorry. I don't think she, I don't think she wears anymore, but, it, but every once in a while I get a whiff. It's out there. It's probably in the, in the bathroom somewhere. And I just, and it, all of a sudden it's like, like, oh, daddy. Yeah, yeah. Feel that, you know, like scent is important. This is not, these aren't, these aren't empty words that the apostle Paul is using here. He's saying, hey, man, you were meant to have that kind of impact just to, to begin to conjure up a heart that, man, the whole world is hungering for God. They don't know it. They may not know it. It might feel like I'm gonna get peace and I've gotta get joy and I've, or I've gotta get happiness or I've gotta get, you know, uh, the, the, all, these are all the labels that everybody uses that they want in life, not knowing that God is the author of all of it. Not understanding that every ounce of happiness, every joy, every little twinge of laughter you've ever had is just a gift from God. So they don't understand that God is the one that they're looking for. And so it's so powerful when we bring something like that into the room. When, when we take the pieces of who God is and bring it to life. It's what God wants us to do. It's what we were made to do. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Listen, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So the call actually is just to follow God in laying our lives down. So meaning this, the way that we become the aroma of God to the world around us is we actually lay our lives down. So be imitators of God as children. So what it's meaning is, uh, how many of you have seen yourself in your kids, good, bad, or otherwise, right? Right? I see some great things in my kids uh, with us, and I see some things that my kids do, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he got that from me. That's awful, right? This is what kids do is they look at their their father, and they want, to, they want to become like him. And so he says, we, we follow Jesus, and what Jesus did is he laid his life down, and here, and it moves God. Now listen, if you have ever wondered, what is it that moves the heart of God? Like, what is it that stirs God? The indication here is when we walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up, so he laid his life down. It is a fragrant offering. You wanna know 
what moves the heart of God is to love, radical love for people to lay our lives down. And the problem is this, is that it takes us having to lay some of our stuff down. But it means something to God. Let me, I want you to hear this. When we sacrifice and love and lay our lives down, it means something to God. It's a fragrant offering to him. God sees when we lay down our agenda for his namesake. God sees when we seek to love somebody who is unlovable. God sees when we forgive someone who doesn't deserve forgiveness. God sees when we serve someone and no one else sees our serving. When we lay our lives and when we love people in real ways, when we put our name aside and we seek to be like him, imitators of God, following, laying our lives down just as he laid his life down for us. It changes the world around us and it moves his heart. You wanna change the world around you and simultaneously move his heart. It means this, love as Christ loved. Forgive. Be merciful. Be kind. Not my name, his name. Every day you go to work, every day you wake up with your kiddos, not my name, his name. It's a fragrant offering. It means something to him. And God wants to make this exchange, right? Hebrews 11 says, listen, we're doing this by, let me just, just before we read this, we're doing this by faith, trusting, trusting him. That as we do this, as we lay our lives down and our name down and live for his name, that there's life in the end. And this is what he says. He was loving without faith, it's impossible to please him. I mean, so everything we do before him is by faith. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards. So he's saying, listen, you're gonna lay your name down. But here's what he's saying. But I got your back. I got your back on this deal. Whatever you sacrifice for your own name in this life, trust me in this, I've got you forever. You got your eyes on eternity, not in your mess and not in what's not working, but you get your eyes on me. Let me tell you, trust me by faith. Every way that you love and serve and give and lay your life down, I count it. There's reward, there's life for you. Build his name. Spread a fame for the name of Jesus. It's what our lives are forever about. It's why you exist. It's why you're breathing in this moment. It is why you're here. It's why we're all here. That's what we're building by faith. And so here's the question. How, how do we do that? How do we, can, what are the practical ways we can just begin to step out? What are the practical ways that we can just begin to do this it's one thing to talk about it conceptually. It's an entirely different thing. I'm just gonna outline a few things for us as we're thinking through this and outline one or two of these and I'll have our band come up here in a minute. Number one, um, it's, we're called to just to pray. Uh, today I wanna let you know that we are linking arms with more than 300 other churches in the Nashville area. I don't know if you've heard, if you've heard of Awaken Nashville. Uh, but Awaken Nashville 
is a powerful, massive movement of churches that are going to come together to pray and fast and ask for God to set Nashville on fire for his namesake and glory, to shift the spiritual atmosphere over the city. So we're joining with a, a ton of churches to be able to do this. I called them, we were on the phone with them this week, and they've passed out, they, they printed off physical packets to give out to people. They literally, they printed out over 20,000 packets, passed them all out. We were talking with them this week, and they were like, hey, is there any way that your church could be willing to download these packets? And I was like, hey, our church is tech savvy by, the, by trusting in Jesus. We're going to be able to do this, all right? <clears throat> but I want, you to, I want to encourage you in something. I want to invite you to do something. To, to, one of the ways that we lay our lives down is just by standing for, for people uh, it, before the Lord in prayer. And so we're going to join, it's, launch, it's actually launching next Sunday. And they're actually going for, and they're doing, uh, as it says, a citywide movement of prayer and fasting to ask God to move in Nashville. And we're going to be joining with them. Now, I know what you're thinking. We're, we're just, we, we're in the middle of fasting right now. Pastor, are you asking us to fast for an entire another month? Because if you are, you're a crazy person, all right? Uh, the answer is no. We, I'm not going to ask you to fast, but we are going to go ahead and pick up arms and just begin to pray. So we've been fasting, so we're just trusting that the fasting that we've been doing is before the Lord, but we're going to ask God to move in Nashville. And so you can go to awakennashville.com, download. It's, just, it's very simple. It literally on the front page. Click download your packet, and it's going to give you all of, it's going to give you the prayer guide. There's a daily prayer guide for you. And here's what we're gonna do. They've been giving out names for people in Nashville. They ran out of names. So here's, what, you're, you're, here's my encouragement to you. If you wanna love people well and you wanna begin to build the fame of the name of Jesus Christ, you, you pick 10 to 15 people, 10 to 15 people in the Nashville, I would say in the Nashville area because we're asking God to do this in Nashville. I'm asking, would you be willing from January 27th until I believe it's February 24th to pick out 10 to 15 names of people that live in this city and just begin to ask God to move on their behalf for them. This is how we lay down our lives, right? As we pray for others, we lift up their names. You can do it however you want to. You wanna pick a couple of names a day and focus in. You wanna do all 15 because you're a Rambo, spiritual Rambo, go for it. I'm all, I'm all good, however you wanna do this. But you go to their website, download their packet, and then we'll launch. And we'll, we'll remind you next week, we'll launch next Sunday and just begin to ask God to move. But if you wanna begin to spread a fame for the name of Jesus, one of the ways is we lay down our lives. And I'm so excited to be joining in with so many other churches. In fact, this was a supernatural move of God. In fact, I, don't, I have never in my entire life heard of this many churches getting on the same page. I mean, churches are the worst at being like, you know, devoted. It's like, you know, this denomination is like, well, you guys let those guys dance and you guys let those guys drink. And, you know, it's like, this is the stuff that the church does all the time. And it's like, God, could we just throw that garbage down? We're going to be about the name of Jesus over this city. And I love the, the, the leadership and what's going on with this thing. We've gotten a chance to just literally know these guys and pray with these guys. And this is a real deal. So we want you to come be a part of that. And, and you can uh, go to their site, awakennashville.com. You can read all the stuff, download your packet there, and we'll launch uh, next Sunday. Secondarily, very practical way you can begin to uh, make his name great is God is building this church. Slowly but surely, God is beginning to build something real powerful and significant here, and we need your help.
just candidly. We need your help in serving. We need your help in welcoming. We need your help. How many of you have ever taken a sip of a cup of coffee here on a Sunday morning? Just raise your hand real high. You've drank some coffee. Amen. All right. Uh, Greg and Mary Graham, I just want to highlight you two. Uh, would you raise your hand just so everybody knows who you are? Uh, this is the worst. And it's, it's, it's all, yeah, it's Greg's birthday tomorrow. Yeah. I just want to highlight, these two have faithfully, for well before I ever showed up here, have been showing up to this church to make coffee, to, to spread the fame of Jesus through Java. All right, for, for you and for me, I, I would love to bring a team of people around them that wanna help make coffee. There are so many practical ways we need. If you're not actively serving here in this church, I wanna cast a vision to you to spread the fame of Jesus' name in our church. Help us. We, we need help in our children's ministry. Children's ministry is growing faster than any other ministry we got. Kids' ministry is growing. We need help with our student ministry. We need, if, you're like, if you wanna do the hospitality with, with Greg and, and, and Mary uh, and do the things in the behind the scenes, if you like to be at the welcome and you like to smile faces and shake hands and all that stuff, somebody, all the extroverts are like, I love that job, and all the introverts are going, kill me, don't make me do that. <laughs> Whatever it is that you're wired to do, in fact, when you leave here, whether you go out either one of these fours, you're gonna see a ton of sign-up sheets, just sheets for you to throw your name down and say, hey, I'm interested You're not signing your life away in blood. But I am asking you, would you be willing to use your gifts, talents, and abilities to serve this church? We have a lot, I'm gonna tell you, we have a ton to do in the days ahead. I believe God is going to use, God's gonna use this tiny church in an old Presbyterian building, tiny Presbyterian building, to shake the nations with the name of Jesus. We're asking for you to start with us. So on your way out, if you're willing to help in some way, form, or fashion, would you just be willing to give us your name and let us begin to make a difference? And then finally, I wanna say this, and band, you guys can come up. I wanna say this, this is the final way. Uh, In real practical terms, every day, every day, you go somewhere with a group of people. Every day you go uh, to, to an office or to a classroom or you go to your kids' bedrooms, you stay-at-home moms, some of you are homeschool moms, every day you're walking into a group of people, some who know Jesus and some who don't, some who are experiencing life and some who are not. But I tell you this, Everywhere we go, and I want you to hear this, we were meant to speak life. For our words to be the words of God, to be the aroma of Christ everywhere around us. So I'm gonna give you this simple objective. Would you be willing, wherever you go, to be a person who speaks life who speaks like Jesus, meaning this, when you go into the break room, the water coolers, the quote unquote water cooler, you go around and the gossip begins, you don't go there, you speak life, you speak value and worth, 
you take the opportunity to say, to look people in the eyes and say things like, you were made for great things. You have incredible worth and value. I'm proud of the effort that you gave today. It's meaningful. To seek to be a blessing to the people around you. Listen to me, I'm not telling you you gotta go and preach a five-point sermon. I'm saying whenever you go, you speak words of life. Give people a chance to hear the voice of God. Give people a chance to know what he's like. When other people start to trash your boss, you aren't in. Don't give in. You don't give in to gossip about a coworker. Don't take the bait. You step out and speak life. Let me tell you, Christians are supposed to be weird. Let me tell you, but we aren't supposed to be weird because we're crazy people. We're supposed to be weird because we call out the best in people in a world that is heck bent on beating other people down so their name can be great. We don't want our name to be great. So if you take some flack for being kind instead of gossiping and slandering, it's okay. It's not your name anyway. You're building one name, the name above every name. So would you be willing with me to lay your name down? That's what I'm gonna pray. In fact, would you stand with me and then we're gonna worship? We might go over just a little bit, but I want you to hang with me this morning. We're just gonna pray. And then we're just gonna take a moment to worship and give our hearts to the Lord. Father, I'm asking right now in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, it's your Holy Spirit. Jesus, it's your spirit that you've imparted, you've given. You are here to build our lives, to lift our heads, to hold us up so that we can, with every cry of our breath, magnify your name and be the aroma of God to the world around us. As much as you're willing to, would you right now ask God for grace to lay down your name? Say, God, not my name, not my brand. God, I thank you for influence. I thank you for the the grace you give me in, in building my business or being able to do the things that you've called me to do in this life with my family, with my jobs, wherever it is. I thank you for all that favor. But Lord, I want my life to be about your name. I want my life to be about yours and not mine. I want to lay my life down. I don't want to go on worried about my name. I want to go on thinking about how I can be the reflection of your glory, the aroma of God to everyone around me, God, because you're always leading us in triumph and victory. Would you make your name great in me? Ask him. Make your name great in me and through me. God, as we worship in these just this next few moments, I pray that you would kindle and stir something in us that hungers more today to make your name great, to lay our lives down, to love and to serve and to give. I thank you, Lord. Would you show us what you're
saying that adequately, prayer. I just, it's good to just.